Welcome, dolls. Welcome to this week's episode of So My Mom's a Therapist podcast. You know, this week I was inspired by my holiday weekend with several couples up in wine tasting in Central California, and I walked away just feeling like my tank was so full. And I thought about all the time that I've spent with clients on the on the couch in the office with me of creating a life uh, that was enjoyable. And so I put together six tips of creating an enjoyable life, and that's what you're going to hear today, tools that I can put in your hands, things you can actually try, threw in a few stories along the way of growing up in a big family and as being a mama. But what I hadn't planned on sharing, which which I was really excited, kind of came flying out of my mouth. You know, I can't, I don't plan everything. And, and what I actually started with on this episode was talking about, wait, hold on here. What does make an enjoyable life? How do we even see that? What what, are, what is the end goal of this life? What are we trying to create? And really starting to challenge the way you see, the challenge we the way we see what an enjoyable life is. Got to have a picture first so that we're able to move towards that and obtain it. If not, it's it's like this like figment of our imagination that's out in a cloud somewhere that we we never able never able to actually grasp. So come along with me on this journey today. All I ask is that if somebody comes to mind, share it with them, pass it on to them. That That is my desire is to, to encourage people to put tools in their hands. So if somebody comes to mind, feel free to pass it along. And as always, if you have a chance, go on and rate, review, and subscribe. That too allows us to reach more people. I look forward to spending time with you today. All right. Hello, dolls. Welcome back. To so my mom's a therapist. Um, actually, before I started, just even saying hello to you, I was always trying to ch- chat with the the video editor and the audio uh, my audio editor Lewis, and I was telling him how I had gone wine tasting this weekend up in at the central coast of California, an area called Cambria. <laughs> I said I'm not used to like my. I feel like I'm just, you ever like if you I'm not a big drinker but man when wine tasting i literally feel like my skin's all like shriveled up like i just need like almost i need to be like saturated again like drinking water and drinking water but while i was up there this weekend it really got me thinking about what makes life enjoyable it was a very enjoyable experience i can tell you a lot of clinicians and psychologists and therapists like myself, we're really great at helping other people slow down, enjoy life. And sometimes we're not so great at implementing it um, ourselves. That was actually a conversation we had this this weekend. One of the couples up there, the gal, her mom is a social worker. And she said, you know, she was really good at helping other people. She wasn't super good in her own life. And I said, you know, that's really interesting. I said, I I've always kept um, a therapist that I see, even if it's once a month, I said it's really important. Even as a therapist, we keep a pulse on ourselves. Um, why? Because we can get very caught up in being objective and being good at other people's life, and not realize we're not super great at our own. One of the things that's really important for me on TikTok is to continue to leave a space to say, "No, no, no, I'm in the trenches with you." One of my favorite, one of my favorite bachelors on TikTok, Winston Hines, he had some really good dating advice. And so I duetted it and I said, you know, check this out. This is really good dating advice. And he'd put in the comments like, I can't believe the queen of dating is commenting. And I said, no, no, I'm still learning. I'm still figuring out life, not just for my clients, but for myself. And I'm in the trenches with you. And it's that posture of we we always can learn from somebody. We all can. So as I was going through my wine tasting weekend, I was slowing down and thinking about what makes life enjoyable. 
So today we are going to tackle six tips, six tips for enjoying life. Why is that important? Because there's a lot of dolls, there's a lot of things in life we do not have control over. We don't. And if we try to come in and control everything, that, that's not going to work super well for us. It's one of my favorite things to say to clients. They'll say something like, you know, there, it's that sense of like, I got to be able to see what's coming down the road so that I can manage and prepare. And I'll say, How, how's, that, how's that working for you? And they'll always say, not super well. And so we want to look and say, what, what can, there's a lot of things we can't control in life, but what can we do to help create a life that is enjoyable? And so we're going to, we're going to tackle six of them today. And these are also going to be all based in psychology. So I'm also going to explain why, why, what's going on in our body and why these six tips really help shift the way it feels in our body. See, sometimes, even from the start, sometimes we feel like, no, no, it's it's like a vase. It's like a vase where we put in food coloring. It's like putting in a drop of pink and we expect life to be overall all good. And if it's not all good, then it's all bad. So it's either like blue food coloring right? Or it's pink food coloring, and then the whole vase should be good. In actuality, a life like that does not exist because there's a lot of circumstances outside of our control. So what are we looking for in life? What makes for an enjoyable life? What These six tips that I'm giving you, how does that fit in? We want to imagine a vase, and we want to imagine a vase that has little little balls in it or little bubbles. And those bubbles can be blue or those bubbles can be pink. When life starts to feel not super great, when I have a client who's in here who's really struggling with depression or not feeling, they're, they're, they're not motivated in life or life's not feeling very good or life's feeling heavy, their vase has a lot of little blue bubbles in it. And some of them are small and some of them are big. And overall, life is starting to feel kind of blue. Believe it or not, the goal isn't to get rid of and remove all the little blue bubbles. Yes, I'm very I'm being very intentional here saying if if I start to say blue balls over and over again, I'm going to make my I'm going to make myself laugh. <laughs> so we'll go with bubbles. <laughs> See, this is the problem when you have a clientele full of like teenagers and 20-somethings. <laughs> I can't say blue balls long without cracking myself up. Okay, back to point. So the goal is when we're looking at making our life shift, I got to pull it back after that one. When, when we're trying, when we're trying to shift our life to make our life feel better, to make an enjoyable life, our goal is not to remove these things. A lot of them that we don't have control over. But how can I insert in these pink bubbles, and how do I expand them so that when I'm looking at the vase, there are still blue ones in there, but I'm starting to put in and expand these pink bubbles. So overall, it starts to shift and change the way life feels, right? I, one of my favorite quotes that I don't know how it came spitting out of my mouth, I almost feel like I can't take credit for it because it like popped out of my mouth before I was aware of it was, you know, we, we default to putting out fire, not planting flowers. We default to putting out fires, not planting flowers. And it, it's a, that's a survival mechanism. I can't, I can't plant fires. I'm too busy putting out fires. Makes sense. Fires cause threat or threat. Fires are dangerous. So our brain will naturally default to having to tackle things that could be a threat to us. In actuality, what starts shifting and changing the way life feels is to start planting a few flowers, knowing if those grow and there are little moments that are pleasant and calm and joyful. No, we're not taking away the bad things. We're not dismissing that there's some hard things in life, but that's going to be what starts to change and shift the way life feels. 
All right, so what are six tips in putting in those pink bubbles that start to expand and change the way life feels? Number one, slow down. Slow down. Now, I got I to gotta say anybody who's type A like me, right away we hear that and we dismiss it because we're not slow. There's nothing, I mean, I've had to intentionally work on slowing down my speed because I have a tendency to get excited and talk very fast and slowing down, it's almost like our first brain, especially if you have a job or a family or multiple parts in your life, we don't have time to slow down. And I will say, slow down and pendulate. And what do I mean by that? Yes, you still need to get done everything you need to get done, da, 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 da. And then I swing out, I pendulate, I swing out and I slow down and then I swing back in again and get everything done. Dolls, anybody can do that. I don't care if you're a CEO. I don't care if you're running a house of five kids under five. I've got a client like that. Hats off to her, right? She works on the side and has five kids under five. God bless her. I understand there is compassion. I'm not saying slow your whole life down. I'm saying swing, pendulate. Why is that important? Well, imagine yourself on the freeway. How much can you take in of the scenery around you when you're going on the freeway? Oh, 80 miles an hour. How much can you take in, right? Think about it. The way we absorb things in is to slow down. You cannot absorb in the scenery around you and be going 80 miles on the freeway. Now, I saw some of you are like, yeah, well, you should see me drive. I try. (laughs) But what we're wanting to do, what are we wanting to do? We're wanting to get off the freeway look around, walk around, take in the scenery, stroll, cruise a few blocks, and then get back on the freeway. Get everything done what we need to get done. Okay? So number one, slowing down. You got to get off the freeway to be able to take in scenery. You can do things cognitively being on the freeway, right? But you cannot absorb in through your body. Your nervous system cannot take in things on the freeway. That's all cognitive right? So I can get a lot done, get a lot done, but I got to get off the freeway, slow down to have things absorb in through my body. All right, number two, we need snacks and meals. What do I mean by that? Well, when we talk about that vase, now I'm kicking myself for not having a visual. I I grew up with a mother that had like visuals for everything. Everything was a teaching lesson. There was a present and it was wrapped in a bow and it was like, girls, your heart is your gift to give somebody. And I'd be like, Oh my God. (laughs) Things I can appreciate when I'm older. 16 year old me, not so much. Not so much. I'm like, give me that present. Unwrap that present. (laughs) Let's just give it to everybody. (laughs) So, but I wish I had a visual. I wish I had this vase there that would say, okay, look at these bubbles. How do you start getting in those pink bubbles? Especially if you've had some hardships in life. Man, if you've had hard things or hard struggles in life and things that are chronic, things that are not going away, there's some of those blue bubbles you cannot take out. But what does it mean to start putting in little pink bubbles? You're going to have little bubble snacks and bigger pink bubbles that are meals. Bigger meals will be something like a weekend away. Like what I did this last weekend up in in um in Cambria in San Luis Obispo, right? I came back refreshed. I know not everybody has the ability or the space to do that, but a meal is something big. A meal is something like going to a live music concert. A meal is anything for you that has a big effect in your body, that has a big bubble effect. It really just is something you look forward to. A night away, 
right? A, a concert, you know, a baseball game, maybe a family gathering. Slow down and ask yourself real quick, what for you has a lot of bang for the buck, a lot of punch? I mean, you just think about it for so long afterwards because it just gave you so much. This last weekend, I have to tell you right now, it will give me so much. There were so many times that I laughed so hard. And for me, laughter is one of those things. Some of the best advice I can give you on raising teenagers is to bring laughter into the home to offset the harder times, right? Practical jokes, pranks, right? We had a lot of that in our home. That was something, I got that from my dad. He was a real big jokester and prankster. I mean, I mean, always. I remember him and my mom, there was five of us when we were young, coming to the table with cans of whipped cream, and cream like the kind, right? And unloading on us. And like us grabbing a can, trying to shoot back. I mean, it was so fun. That laughter is automatically going to be bubbles in there. So where can you incorporate laughter into your home, right? So meals are going to be the big ones. We don't get them all the time, but they give us a lot of bang for a buck. So slow down. Even if you're listening to this, write down in your note on your phone or jot down somewhere, what are those things that are big meals for you? Getting to the beach, a weekend away with girlfriends. What is something for you that just gives you a lasting, beautiful pink part of your vase? Now, meals are just as important. I'm sorry, snacks are just as important. What is a snack? Now, let me tell you the psychology behind this. A snack is not just a physical snack, although it can be if you know my obsession and love for Tootsie Rolls and candy, right? That would, I'm going to use that as an example, okay? Um, Or right now, I've got my coffee, Let's see if I can pull it up. I've got my Starbucks, my iced coffee with a little salted cold foam on top. And that first, actually, I'll use that instead because that's like my, my obsession right now as well. So my first sip of just that salted cold foam on top and I stop. Now, here's, the psycho- here's what's going on in your body. 12 to 15 seconds, it takes for something to drop into your body. You can think to yourself that is good. That is different than letting it drop into your body. So I want you to walk through. I want you to find something today. Pick whatever it is. It can be a song. It can be a coffee, it can be a snack, right? And I want you to think of something, grab something, we do better sensory-based, notice all these things, taste, smell, right, sound, right, going through our senses, and you want to, you may think to yourself, oh, I really like that. Anything you say to yourself, oh, I really like that, I want you to stop for 12 to 15 seconds and let it drop into your body. What do you notice? Is something cold. So I'll have when I take a sip of my coffee and I can feel the coldness in my mouth and the taste and that salted foam just like hits and I let it just drop into my body. Sounds very, very simple, but think about it for a second. If you have these little snacks, pop, pop, pop throughout your day, they don't take long. I literally will walk away from the window at Starbucks. I stand there like I'm in my own little world, which I am. Stand there right outside Starbucks because I am I'm very big on I do not like moving while I'm taking my first sip. Yes, welcome to my odd little world, but it's a pleasant one in this body. And I gotta tell you, I stand there every time I take that first sip and I say to myself out loud, damn, that's good. And I let it drop. It's almost like I'm trying to savor that little first taste. Is anyone else like a, a big first taster? Like the first sip of my coffee. You open a thing of Ben and Jerry's, that first spoonful. Right off that crisp, clean ice cream. <laughs> Does anyone else, the ice cream, do you, when you open an ice cream and it hasn't been touched, no child has gotten to it, that's the worst, right? But you've opened it, it's nice and clean. Across, I mean, peanut butter, same thing. There's something so smooth across the top. And that first scoop, pause, just let it put it in your mouth. 
get the feeling, get the coldness in your mouth of that ice cream, let it drop in and be like, oh, that's good. So we want to get, that's a snack. Now, why are those little things important? Because in that vase, even if it's little, lots of those little puts in, pop, 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 pop. Do you see the picture? I got my meal. I got these little snacks in and I'm pausing. I'm not slowing down my whole life altogether. I'm pausing 12 to 15 seconds for it to drop into my body to get a feel. All those little little pink bubbles over time, pop, 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 they all build up and start to create a life that starts to feel better. And that's what we're going for. So number one, slowing down, being able to get off the freeway, then get back on. Number two, the snacks and the meals, really important. That's what's going on in our body. Another one, I want you to slow down. And another way of getting a snack or a meal is to capture. And this is number three. If you know you're excited to be somewhere, like I was this weekend, or if I sometimes when I'm watching all three of my kids and they are hamming it up and I stop and I create a picture in my mind as if I'm taking a picture. And sometimes I'll actually use my fingers and take a picture. And what I'm doing is I'm capturing it and I'm tying it to a feeling in my body. So I will watch them and I will do that. If I watch my, my kiddos and they're being funny as shit, which they, I mean, I have to tell you, it's one of my things I admire most about them. They're hilarious and they're so funny. And I, when I watched them interacting and I'm watching it in my body and I even notice right there, did you see I took that big deep breath? One of the ways you can tell something's dropped into your body, you'll find yourself all of a sudden taking a deeper breath and you may even see yourself, I didn't realize I was holding my breath. And noticing that, and I like capture it as if I'm just capturing time and I will do it and I'll, I'll, I'll capture that and I'll do that. And it's something that I, what I'm doing right there is creating a capsule I can return to. What do I mean by that? Another way of getting one of those pink bubbles in that vase that changes, that makes life more enjoyable is by creating little memory capsules that we can take off a shelf and hold. Right now, I want you to think to the last, the last experience you had that was magical. What comes to mind? Do you have a memory that comes to mind? And we want to imagine pulling that little memory capsule off the shelf, holding it, remembering whatever you saw in front of you, whether it was like front row seats at the best concert ever, or watching your kids, or looking at someone and having them say something about how much they love you and adore you. Some, What is your last memory? And I want you to hold that memory capsule long enough again that it drops into your body. And so we want we want to be able to create these memories. We can create them as a picture right? Or I want you to pull back and think, when is your last memory? It could be when you were a child. Do you have a memory when you were a child that if you were to hold that for a second, and how do you hold a memory capsule? You slow down enough and you ask yourself these, when I hold that memory capsule, what do I hear? What do you hear? What do I see? Is it warm or cool? Allow yourself just to sit in it for a moment when you're holding that memory capsule. Can you hear the laughter? I, I can almost hear, I get all choked up. I can almost hear the laughter of my kid's voice. Or when one of them calls me mama, oh, like, you know what I notice in my body right away? I can just feel that like warmth in my heart. What do you notice in your body as you hold that memory capsule? And again, we're looking for ones that are pleasant or calm, okay? Or even neutral. If you've had a lot of trauma and just neutral feels good, it can be neutral and that's still okay. So that's another way is creating that, capturing that moment, making a memory capsule, tying it to a feeling in our body that's calm and pleasant. Number four, calendar something. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how small it is. I don't care if it is a year from now. Put something on the calendar that you are looking forward to. You know, I had this conversation with my with my mama. Most of you know my dad passed away at the beginning of this year. And one of the times I was 
talking with her and I was like, how, how you doing mama? And she was having a harder time. This was a, about a month and a half ago. And, and I said, well, let's put something on the calendar. Now that like all five of us are spread out around the country, we've got two in tech, two going to be in Texas, one in London and we're all over that. I was like, okay, put something on the calendar. Who are you going to go visit? right? Who are you going to go visit? Something to look forward to. Now, let me tell you why calendaring is so important. Calendaring is so important because if you plan something six months out, you get so much out of that. You don't just get the event you're looking forward to. You get all the excitement leading up to it. You get the memories itself, and then you get all the talk afterwards. Getting something you're looking forward to on the calendar is one of the, it gives us so much so for instance, last time I talked to my mom, I heard out through one of my siblings that she was going on a six-week cruise to the to the to the Mediterranean. I was like, hold the phone here. I didn't realize we were calendaring that. Right? Her and her and my my aunt, um, both my dad and his brother died within a year and one day of each other. So her and my aunt are taking like a six-week cruise to the Italy and and I'm like, Well, don't don't I get to come along? What what do, what do we have got going on here? But you know, but I heard her talking. Okay, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. We're going to go here, and we're going to go here. We're going to do this. And I was like, well, you know, don't don't forget, don't forget some wine in Italy. And we, and and, I, and then I'm going to go visit your sister in London. What is she doing? As she's explaining all that to me, she's getting all those feel goods of looking forward and excitement. So whatever you get on the calendar, talk it up. Google that shit. Plan it. Look and see what am I going to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want to see? What's within my budget? right? Even if it's a camping trip, what do you want? Is there a hiking spot around? Is there any, a waterfall you want to see? Get all the feel goods above it, but it gives you something to look forward to. Having something on the calendar also says life will not always look the way it does now. I've got something pleasant coming, even if it's six months or a year from now. One of my favorite things is to have people go on to Expedia. I think it's Expedia or one of those. I think it's Expedia where you can actually book it. And a lot of them will give you, you have free cancellation up to like two days before. Okay. So at least just get something, get something on the calendar, watch your body just like get a hotel or get something like set in stone. So your body's like, okay, we have that coming. That feels good. Sometimes we get so into planning. Well, I don't know what life's going to look like in a year. That's okay. Oh, you got up to two days before to cancel it, but just get something on there, something to look forward to because what? look what it's giving you in the moment. It's not always just about the event. But again, once that event happens, you have all those memories. We get to use our, our capturing it, just mentally capturing all these little moments, right? And then I get all these memories afterwards. I've already been texting with my friends this week being like, I'm thinking about our, our wine tasting weekend and I'm still smiling. I'm still smiling, right? And then one of them showed a picture of all, all the different wines we brought home and like, you know, we're getting all these feel goods. This is, this is like the aftermath. This is the aftermath that we get all this little trickle steel of, still of all these little feel goods afterwards. You know, side note, I took my my middle one for her 16th birthday. We did a, a, a European trip on a budget and we went to a few places and we, I mean, this has now been almost four years. We still talk about so many adventures that happened on that trip. She just sent me a TikTok video that says, you know, when your friend says, it's not that far we can walk. And then the music goes on and it's like, it is that far. We can't walk. And she she sent it to me and I sent it to her because that was me the entire trip to France. I was like, oh, we got this. We can walk. And, and poor thing. Poor thing was just coming undone, totally jet lagged, crying. And I'm like, we've got this. you know. And, and she's like, it is that far. We can't walk. But what am I, why am I saying that? Because it's still giving us all, remember we did this. Mom, remember we went here. Mom, remember the wine tasting in the Tuscany countryside, like all of it that we're still bringing back up. And again, every time you bring it back up, let it drop into your body. What do you notice? Is it bubbly? Is it calm? 
right? Is it pleasant? What do you notice? Again, there's those pink bubbles going in, right? Changing the way our vase and our life feels overall. All right, number five. So we've, well, first of all, let's go back. We've got slowing down, getting off the freeway, focusing on snacks and meals. We got capturing, capturing those moments, letting it drop into your body, getting something on the calendar. And number five, listening, listening. I don't know, dolls, if it's part of just getting older, but the more I listen, the more I hear people's stories and the more compassion I have. You know what compassion gives you for other people? It gives you a feel. It gives you a feel. You know, it took me a while to figure out. So I have a a small nonprofit that I I co-founded with um, um, my colleagues. And we'd go into third world countries like India and Africa, and we would provide trauma training for agencies that work with the traumatized population. And, you know, in my, in my sweet little younger mind, I just thought, okay, I'm so excited. I'm making a difference. I'm making a difference. Like, oh, I love this. Like I'm going, doing, going in, I'm educating. And that sounds so great. And then I realized every flight home, I was crying. I was crying because I was so impacted. I almost felt like, <laughs> like they got gypped because I got more out of it than they did. I, I found myself that the more I listened to their stories and heard what there was like, their life was like, the more I felt like my life was better for knowing them and hearing what their lives look like. Listening, everybody has a story. I mean, one thing about this job, I can tell you with everybody that sits on my couch dolls, we have no idea what people have been through. We have no idea what their lives look like growing up, the experiences that they've had, both pleasant and wonderful and tragic, Right slowing down, listening to people's stories. By the way, you can't be listening and thinking at the same time. So when you listen, you give your brain a break. Ooh, oh, I'm going to say that again. Because some of us, we act, we, we pass, we actively rest. What do I mean by we actively rest? You could be sitting on a couch and your brain is still going a mile a minute. That's active rest. Your, your brain's not resting. When do you give yourself, when do you give your brain a break? Think about it. When does your brain get to turn off? And that's why a lot of people turn to substances, especially being in California. Weed is a, a very popular substance here. You know, and I, I think, again, with zero judgment, I think it can be helpful, but I also think it can be hurtful. Because why? Sometimes that's the only thing people know how to, to grab and hold and get a real quick, my brain gets a break or my brain gets to turn off. Same thing with, with drinking, which is why we look and say, when is it helpful and when does it become hurtful? Why? Because people are needing a way. They're trying hard, desperately to get their brains to turn off. You want to know another way to give your brain a break? Listen to somebody else. When you're listening, not thinking about your retort, not thinking about your response, right? Not thinking about your response, literally listening and thinking, wow, and validating this. Wow, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through that. That's empathy. Putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Listening gives your brain a break. Let's add some listening. And number six, the last one, move your body. You know, there's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of research. I watched this great TED Talk of this gal even said she changed her entire PhD and her dissertation and everything once she realized how much was tied to moving our body. It doesn't matter if it's going for a walk. It doesn't matter if you are doing like hardcore like training for a a triathlon. Right? It doesn't matter if it's sex, whatever it is, moving our body and moving our body, getting that breathing, getting heavier breathing, rapid breathing, that moves so much stress out of our body, right? It moves so much stress out of our body. It releases those endorphins that we need, 
right? Moving our body, getting outdoors and moving your body. Now you may say, I'm not really an athletic person. That's okay. Even it's just stretches, yoga poses, taking the dog for a walk, taking the dog for a walk and going just a block more and noticing how you feel after a walk. Moving your body has so much benefits to your mental health. It will make you feel better overall. When I'm working with my sweet little dolls that have body images and eating issues, which is like why I started working with teenagers in the first place. I, oh, when I oh my little teenage self hated this bottle sh- body she was in. Couldn't stand that I, I felt so big compared. I felt like a giant compared to my little, you know, five two mom and my older sister was about ninety pounds wet, you know. And there there I was. I was you know this height. I was almost five nine in seventh grade. I mean, I just you know felt ginormous. Now I wish somebody could have just you know I wish future me could have just tapped on the shoulder and been like, ah, uh, you're gonna have a daughter who's six foot tall and a son that's six four. Relax, you're good. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. And so I hated this body. And when I'm working with clients that don't like their body, one thing we noticed when when you're finished working out, when you're not thinking about when you finish working out, do we feel better or worse in our body? I love to shift actually why we work out, why we move our body. I like to shift not so it changes the way our body physically looks, although that's a benefit to it. It's about how do we, how does it shift mentally how we see ourselves? Does anyone else like can feel like pretty yuck in their body? And then all of a sudden they like go for a run or they hop on the bike and they get off and it's almost like they have a whole different body. They're like, ah, we're not looking so bad now. This body's looking pretty damn good. (laughs) But newsflash, nothing physically changed in that 30 minutes. What changed was up here and how it sits in our body. Moving our body is going to make us feel better in this body. The better we feel in this body, the more enjoyable life is. When I'm looking with client, when I'm working with clients, that relationship with self, how comfortable is it to be in our body? By the way, that directly affects all of our relations, romantic relationship, family relationships. You want to know one of the biggest ways to affect those? Look at your relationship with self and your relationship spiritually, right? All three, relationship with self, relationship spiritually, relationship with other. All three are inter- intertwined and connected. Great book on that called Reciprocating Self by Dr. Pam King, who was one of my professors in my graduate program a long time ago. It's a faith-based book, but it shows you those three relationships and that relationship with self. The more gracious we are with ourselves, the more we enjoy ourselves, the more that we will project that onto other people as well. And if we have a hard time with that relationship with self, sometimes we can look up if you're a spiritual person and say, Lord, I need to know what you see. You crafted me, you created me, and you do not make a mistake. If anything, I felt like, oh, God spoke to me when, when I was a little bit younger and having a hard time in this body. I do not make a mistake. If there's someone who needs to hear this today, he does not make a mistake. He's crafted you. He's created you. And I had to almost like learn from God what, it, what he saw in me because I had a hard time seeing anything good in myself when I was younger. And one of the things he said was, you, I, I, if you like nature and you like a sunset or you like being out in the mountains, which I love, love hiking and being out in the mountains, he said, that, doll, that is my backdrop. That is my backdrop and you are in the middle of the backdrop. And the way you look at a sunset is the way I look at you. I don't know. I started to really change the way I saw myself when I was younger. The way you look at a sunset and you awe and you take in a sunset and all its majesty and beauty is the way I look at you. And I had to learn to like who I was and how I was made. All right, so those are our six. Those are our six for enjoying life, but more importantly, even starting to shift the way of what, what it means to have an enjoyable life. From it, it's all being pink to no, 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 we're going to have things that are out of our control. We're going to have our struggles, but how do we blow up these pink balloons, these pink bubbles, snacks and meals, little ones and big ones, so all of a sudden the whole vase starts to f- have a different feel to it. And that's what we're going for. 
Well, dolls, it's time for me to wrap up. Um, I am so excited. Next week, I will be having on my buddy, Levi Washington. He's been on with me before. I did a video on TikTok that got very polarized opinions. It kind of was bouncing all over the place. I haven't had a video that has been duetted and stitched this much in a long time. And he jumped in and he, his video blew up because um, it, was, it was looking at our hyper-isolation that we tend to have right now. Oh, no, our life is peaceful, but, but we're the only ones in it. And so we're looking, we're going to be looking at that, if, looking at single life, ice, more of an isolation, isolated life. Uh, again, not judging, not critiquing, just simply understanding why we do what we do. And is it helping us or hurting us? So we are going to be, it's kind of a, it's, it's a little sticky. I got to tell you now, it's a little bit of a sticky, a sticky, sticky talk, topic that we're, and I, I have a feeling you're going to have a strong opinion and we want to hear them. But um, Levi, Levi and I are going to be back together next week um, tackling that one. So as I wrap up, be kind, dolls. Be kind. You have no idea what people are going through. If you feel like God nudges you to smile at somebody or hold the door open or tell them they look pretty, those, are all, those nudges are invitations to say something that could matter to somebody that you don't know. So don't, don't dismiss them. Again, that part, we got to slow down and get off the freeway to, 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 to listen to those nudges and to be able to, to answer them. But be kind to people around you because we have no idea what they go through. Again, if you have, if you can remember, if this, if anything in this podcast, if you thought of a friend and you thought, oh my gosh, they need this right now, they're having a hard time, or oh, they could really relate to this, all I ask is that you forward it to somebody that came to mind. If they didn't, that's okay. If you have a chance to go on and rate, review, and su subscribe, that helps us grow and reach more people. And why do we want to reach more people? Simply to add, add tools to people's life so that their lives can be better. We are here to add value. At the end of the day... We are here to add value. And with that, I will sign off. Bye, dolls.